Welcome to the SBS Tour de France podcast. It's sponsored by Zwift, the indoor training video gaming road to fitness. Used famously by riders in the pro peloton, Zwift is changing the game for indoor training. Structured workouts, group rides, races over endless kilometers of road. Get after your fitness training goals with Zwift. Learn more at Zwift.com to start your free seven-day trial. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift Cycling Central podcast, all the way from the rock bottom corner of France. Uh, before we start, uh, we uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au/cyclingcentral, or from uh, checking uh, the rides available from our live friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm very good. I'm worn out. Almost three weeks done. I feel like I've done an individual time trial, but uh, certainly not in as much pain as some of those riders. So I won't complain really at all. What a great day! What a great day we just had. So he's starting with he uh, started with a bit of rain when we uh, when we uh, first uh, uh, started the day. Uh, but all in all, it was a, it was a great day of racing, and there was a bit of suspense as well. It was. It was. I mean. Part of us expected Primoz Roglic maybe to win the stage and push himself into second. Me first, because that was my tip for the day. <laughs> well, yeah, so you've fizzled, haven't you? The one day you didn't pick a Frenchman and it fizzled on you. My goodness. Um, Mind you, there was no other Frenchman that could uh, do even better than him, so I'm kind of okay. Well, actually, you know what? I, I haven't actually looked that far down because Roglic, in fact, he had a, for him he had a poor time trial. Roman Bardet had a great time trial. He didn't, he didn't, you know, set the world on fire, but for him, he did. I mean, he was, I think he was top 15, so it was a great ride by Roman Bardet. Yeah, and, and what's interesting is that he, he actually was a lot faster than Landa. Landa, that last year, really went re really for his skin, for, for Roman Bardet's skin, and just was um, stayed at the bottom of the bottom for one second on Bardet. So, really, the roles are reversed this year. They are, uh, yeah. It's quite amazing. Roman Bardet, you know, he he last year he failed in the time trial. That was his Achilles' heel. This year, he was actually he was actually uh, well. We're just hearing a few cheers there for Garrett Thomas. As Garrett, he's not going to pop into this podcast. I'm sorry. No, well, I was nearly going to drag him over or try to, but yeah, I think he had uh, a few more commitments to make. But um, yeah, look, I'm bad, eh? It's funny. Ironically, this year his Achilles heel was his climbing. His time trialing actually was quite good in the end. Uh, the individual, as we said, you know, top 15, I think. So yeah, but I mean, look, in the, at the end of the day, uh, look, it's been a it's been a great Tour de France, really. It's been a a tough one, a really hard Tour de France. I spoke to Heinrich Hausler after his time trial and I asked him actually about the last Pyrenean day and, you know, a 200-kilometre stage just two days before the, the Paris finish and he said, oh, it was brutal. He said, you know, none of us expected that. He said it just was hard and it was... And, you know, he's a, he's a seasoned pro, uh, Heinrich Hausler. He's, he's ridden quite a few tours uh, and grand tours as well so it was a tough tour de france looking back at uh, the, this time trial today so we have a, a victory by um, uh, tom dumoulin uh, tom dumoulin wins the stage uh, uh, what do you make of the margins uh, that we are left with tonight probably probably what we expected i guess um uh, there was a big part of me and uh, that it sort of expected actually garen thomas not to win the stage although i did pick him in the tipping comp 
at some point, because it was a technical course, he wouldn't take those big risks that you sort of have to. And we did see his wheel slipped at one point. So he was pushing it. And then I think his director actually got into his ear and said, stay calm, just hold on to the yellow. And, you know, and, he, and that, that race motor of him and that racing sense that, that's wanting the Tour de France suddenly switched to preserve, you know, preservation, which is smart. You have to. There's no point when you've got a two-minute lead going into a TT and you're a time trollist, you don't have to risk it, do you, you know, on the biggest race in the world. You've just got to preserve that lead. So, yeah, the time, the time differences were expected in the in a sense I, I really half expected Chris Froome to bounce back he did because he's a champion you know he's won four Tour de France's a Giro d'Italia and a Vuelta so you know that that was not a surprise just to lose by a second to Dumoulin in the end Dumoulin incidentally his Sunweb skin suit went missing his world championship skin suit the clothing the clothing company that provides Sunweb uh, as a sponsor Echiondo are a Basque clothing company. They were stitching his skin suit together this morning. So he had a brand new skin suit? A brand new skin suit. I mean, how cool is that? It was meant to be, wasn't it? He was meant to win. So that's an incredible story. How do you know that, CD? Do you have your, do you have your, your intels? Um, no, it was a live interview. It was a live TV interview. <laughs> You've been watching TV? Yeah, I was kicking back, having a couple of beers and a meat pie. Um, no, 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 no. No, obviously the live post show. And uh, we hear the we hear the live interviews. So yeah, it's it is it's sometimes things just are meant to be, aren't they? From what do you make of uh, of this? Because uh, we hope to uh, to to analyze this, you know, maybe a bit more in depth tomorrow. But in the end, he didn't win his fifth Tour de France. In the end, maybe the the Giro was too much for him, or not? Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, I think so. I think that coupled with all of the pressure, um, you know, with the with the I guess I have to call it doping case. I have to call that a, a, a non... Is it a non-negative or a non-positive uh, salbutamol finding? And the pressure that he had to deal with, with all of that, that went on, you know, went on for, well, since the Vuelta last year. You know, it's a long time, almost 12 months. Um, the scrutiny that he was under here at the Tour de France, um, coupled with the Giro d'Italia. He won the Giro d'Italia, so we obviously dealt with it there. And I think just the compounding pressure here at, in France... Uh, so all those things, and I think at this point it's it's sort of half proof that you know still after 20 something years, uh, no one has done the Giro Giro to a double, and it was Marco Pantani was the last one to do it. So do you think anyone will uh, will try or not anytime soon? I don't think anytime soon. Um, you might you might have someone win the Giro and then line up at the tour, but there'll be there'll be you know it won't be that clear objective. Whereas Chris Froome made it a clear objective, and we even weren't quite sure because there was talk of a, a big a big paycheck from the general organisers to start. He then won it. He won it in incredible fashion. And on that, I think I said it already on the pod, he won't take back a day of that because that Giro d'Italia victory will be one of the greatest Grand Tour victories in the history of sport, in the history of cycling at least, because it was it was incredible how we how we won that race. Simply simply the comeback he's made in, in that Giro was incredible, but in the end he wasn't able to do it here. No, he was he was pretty close though, wasn't he? <laughs> he finishes third. It's not bad, is it? First in the Giro, third in the Tour, winner of the Vuelta the year before, and winner of the Tour the year before that. I mean, it's when you when you think about it, it's phenomenal what he's done. Tom Dumoulin, 
let's talk about him a little bit because he's done the Giro as well and he's, he's finishing close to the Tour de France as well but he's not winning it uh, for me that's a big surprise I really thought Tom Dumoulin would, would actually win this, this Tour de France probably uh, are you surprised by, by this he's finishing on the podium of course he's finishing a second but uh, do, do you think that he could have a, maybe a bit more regret saying maybe he should not have done this Giro knowing that Chris Froome was going for this Giro and maybe play chess with Sky no, no, I don't think, and he said... Do it, you ever agree with me? Or? No, no, of course not. That's, that's why you've got me on. <laughs> no, look, I think, I think he, he said it in a lot of his interviews that he, he wasn't focused on the exterior noise or, or, or what was going on outside of himself and his team. And I think that's how you have to be as a pro athlete. You can't, you can't worry about what Team Sky are doing or what AG2R are doing or, you know, <laughs> what, what, what are they doing here? What races are they doing? You focus on your plan. Yeah, but in reality, like if you play chess... I'm worrying about my play, but I also need to understand your play because that becomes part of my play. And maybe they should have been maybe a little bit more smart on, on this. No, I don't think so because he's got he's got. Please say yes. No, no, buggy. I'm not even going. I won't give you one yes. No way. <laughs> maybe tomorrow on the Champs, you're a Parisian. I'll, maybe I'll give you a little bit a little bit of love. No, look, he's won he's won the Giro d'Italia. He's he's a star, and it, it is a big thing. However, we all we all analysed it, and all and all the experts analysed it pre, and you know there's a Giro, and then there was that extra week gap because of the World Cup. The Tour de France pushed it back a week, and we everyone said, well, if there is ever a year that it can be done, it's it's this year. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, I mean, Dumoulin had a pretty good Giro d'Italia, and he's had a damn good Tour de France, so he's actually come close himself. Yeah. Um, so you wanted him to win, otherwise it's a fail. <laughs> no, but I, I could I could just argue. You know, he's already won the Giro. If he was committed to winning the Tour de France, if there was a year to do it, maybe that was actually the year to do it as well. So, uh, what did he have to prove going the, the Giro again? You, you know what? This will this will stop all arguments, and you, and you'll agree with. Oh well, I reckon might have been a few dollar signs in the in the eyes of the Giro or Giro organisers as well, which is quite possible. And I don't know that, but. You know, maybe there was an incentive going back as the defending champion. You know, and it started. It started in um, Israel. So uh, there was probably a bit of that. Okay, let's talk about the the winner of this Tour de France. Although the the finish line is not yet crossed in Paris, but uh, it's pretty much only a procession. Uh, what's happening tonight uh, uh, in the Champs Elysees? It's beautiful, but uh, there's probably not going to be any racing there, uh, or at least not for the the GC. Gan Thomas, uh, who would have thought four weeks ago? that we will be standing in Paris on the Champs-Élysées with a Welsh winner of this Tour de France? It's, it's an interesting question, is it, now, and, and looking back. And gee, I just wonder if there were, if there were people, I mean... We well, he, he, he won the Dauphiné. We know, looking back, that the Dauphiné is always probably the best prep. You said it yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, tell me whether we did or we didn't, but I'm quite sure at the beginning of the tour, we were questioning whether G was ready to step up, as in, as in, could he step up if Chris faltered? So we were already entertaining that idea, weren't we? And we weren't the only ones. It wasn't like a light bulb moment. It, it was, it was all, and it goes back to that Giro tour thing, trying to do both. So, no, he was, he was always there, wasn't he, in the waiting and, um, you know, it was just whether or not he could he could he could uh, produce it in that third week, and he did. I mean, he was the he was the strongest. He was the boss. He he rode he rode like a leader, and you know the emotion that poured out of him 
on the you know on the finish interview i mean he he cried he cried he said he hasn't cried the last time he cried was at his wedding um so the emotion really poured out of him which was just fantastic i thought it was so good to see and it showed a human side at the end of the day he's just a human being that grew up you know turning two wheels that was it that's where it started that's you got to remember all of these athletes it doesn't start with, I want to make millions of dollars and win the Tour de France. It starts with a passion to ride a push bike. And then you you find the competitive nature, the competitive side within you. And then you start to learn about the sport. And then whatever age this is at, you know, and, and then, though, you, you think, I want to ride the Tour de France one day. And then maybe if you become good enough, or even if you dream in your wildest dreams, you think, gee, maybe I could finish on the podium one day or, or win it. And that, that would have been the process for him. But he's, I'm sure he's just a humble guy that, you know, many years ago would never, ever in his wildest dreams. And that's, that was all that emotion that poured out uh, after the TT. Uh, just coming back to, to Roglic, did he do too much yesterday on that stage that pretty much cooked him today? He did, but he had to do it. You know, you, you don't take it back. He got a stage win. Yes, he misses out on the podium, but gee, he misses out on the podium by, you know, a champion of the sport, one of the greatest Grand Tour riders that we'll, we'll see in this generation. So Roglic will have his time again, and he'll learn a lot, and he'll take away so much from that. And his, his ride yesterday, for me, on a single day, was ride of the tour. He attacked five times up that final climb, uh, the Col d'Orbisque, and he attacked on the descent, and he took every risk, and it paid off. And he pushed himself for a moment onto the podium so it was good okay where to uh, for all those riders now and we know the the vuelta is actually not that far away uh where do you think that uh from will be when the vuelta comes around will he be in spain where do you think guys like dumoulin will be when the vuelta comes around same for roglic and for all of them but, but let's start with from uh, i'd imagine from will have the feet up he's expecting a, a baby daughter in the next few days he said uh, yesterday i think so No, he, he'll take a well-earned break. Uh, Dumoulin, I'd imagine so too, after the Giro Tour. And as we hear a few more cheers. There he is. There's a Garen Thomas. Speaking so. of Garen Thomas, there he is. Yeah. I don't think he will uh, talk to us, though. <laughs> no, no, he's, we'll, we'll let him be. Flags are still here, though. Isn't it good to see? They're all here. Yeah. So proud. The Welsh are so proud, and it, and it is great. Um, So from no vuelta for him? No, no, I'd say definitely not. Definitely not. Dumoulin, I'd, I'd think the same. I mean, she's if he wants to. Three tours, three grand tours in the one year. Uh, Roglic, I'm not sure. Roglic, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe he'll be buoyed by his ride here and uh, maybe the team will will say, you know, they'll, they'll give him that option. Or maybe they'll say, wow, wow, you even surprised us. Let's, let's, let's reboot and already start planning 2019. And someone like G? Good question. I think I, if, if he's feeling good. No, I don't think. I, I think we we shouldn't even answer that ourselves yet because let's let him enjoy the victory and and um, I think even he won't know. Even he won't know. I don't think as much as Sky are so meticulous and you know they're planned so so much. I just think I just think he want to take stock. You know, for him this is this is the biggest thing he's ever done, and he's done a lot. I mean, he he goes into another stratosphere, G, because of his track. He, he, what he's done on the track as well. You know, not too many people have done what he's done on the track and then combined it onto the road and won the Tour de France. Bradley Wiggins. 
I can't think of anyone else. There's no one. No one else is coming to my mind. You know, in this in this era, you know, in this current sort of era of professional sports. So he goes into a very small stratosphere, and there's just a few of them at the top there. Hang on a sec. I think there's Dev Rusford over there. Let, let me just uh, let me just go and see if I can uh, get something do from it. him. Do it. Do it. Go. How are you feeling today? Uh, overjoyed. Right, really overjoyed. I think. Um I've known Geraint since a young lad, and I think uh, you know we've, we've enjoyed various successful years with uh, with different athletes, but they've all got their own stories, and they've all got their own journeys. And Bradley was amazing winning this first, and then uh, obviously Chris has been back and won it multiple times. Um, but Geraint's been there, chipping away in the background, and he's a grafter, he's a hard worker, and he's made the sacrifices, and and it's worth it. You know, so it's it's incredibly uh, rewarding. I know it's not completely finished, but when you look look back at this 2018 edition, all the booing and all this, like, how do you look back at uh, at, at all this? Oh, I don't care. I don't care. Boo, boo if you love us. <laughs> and then uh, probably last question, but can you give us a, a bit of an insight on how Chris Froome is, is feeling today? Well, I think um, you know he, he came here to win the race. Uh, he didn't, you know, and a guy who's won the race, the, uh, the big champions like he is. He, he, They don't come here to be on a podium, if I'm honest. They come here to win the race. And I think there was a moment in this race, I don't know if you noticed or not, but there was a moment in this race where you could see he realised, he realised that actually he wasn't going to win this race. And and I think given what he's gone through and given he's just come, you know, trying to do the double and all of that, you know, it would have been, I think, quite acceptable for most people to say, OK, whoa, okay I'll take it easy. But he didn't. His reaction was was really, really special I thought because the moment he realized he couldn't win it he went straight to help Geraint win the race and that for a guy who's won as much as he has oh, that's that was a and it wasn't it wasn't he didn't think about it it was just instinct and that's pretty powerful I think for a guy like that so you know fantastic that he's on the podium um, and I actually think he you know he, he gave the double his best shot he wasn't far from doing it uh, many many people have tried didn't quite work but uh, you know I'm sure he'll be back and uh, fighting for another title I'm sure he want to win his fifth Tour de France no doubt about that so I've got a right problem on my hands now with those two and um, and young Egan as well all wanting to to, to, to look for this race in the future but uh, what a problem to have do you have a, any, any insight on the Gian Thomas uh, contract I mean I know it's not signed you mentioned that do, do you, where are you at for, for Thomas's next year yeah he'll be here okay. yeah <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that was a Dave Bradford look. Uh, super interesting interview. Uh, he's got one little problem in his mind already. Next year, G or Froome as the leader of Sky. Isn't it great too that he he was so honest then? And I don't look. I don't think he's kept any walls up. By the way, people have he's been criticised a bit, and it's it's a bit like the tall puppy syndrome. Uh, you know, and look, we critique them, and uh, I don't know if we criticise them. We, we maybe we critiqued or criticised their their style of racing, um, but at the same time, we said that's what they need to do to win because we, people say it can be boring at times, and yes, it can be. I'll agree, but I, I loved how he was open and honest and said, you know, the, the pressure valve has been released for Dave as well, and he's like, well, yep, I've got a problem on my hands, and that will be interesting to see. Um, you know, what happens next year? And I, I guess your question to me, what will Garrett Thomas do after this? I think the bigger question is, what Grand Tours or Tour will he ride and go for next year? Because now he's earned his right to put his hand up at any bike race and say, I, I want to be outright leader here. You know, Garrett Thomas, let's just remind everyone, and if you didn't know this, 
was, wasn't that long ago that he was lining up at Paru Bay to win the bike race. You know, that he was a classics guy. And he's now won the Tour de France. I mean, this is phenomenal. And before that, he was a truck guy. Exactly. Team pursuit. He, he can do anything. He's done everything. Um, nah, it's sensational. Okay, uh, quick look at uh, what's coming up uh, tonight on SBS. It's the, the procession. Uh, it's the Champs-Élysées. It's uh, the, 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 the royal stage. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's the finish of the Tour de France for 2018. There's still a, it is a, a little race. It's probably going to be a sprint. Uh, who do you see to win that sprint? There's no one else left than Sagan. Can he, can he really do it on his own? This is really bad, but is Colbrelli still in, isn't he? <laughs> I think he is. I'm pretty sure he is. Colbrelli, I'll tell you who else, Nikias aren't. Nikias aren't for... Uh, Laporte. Laporte. Demart. Demart. Oh, Demart. How's his arm? Is it, has it gone back to its normal size it's from the sticky bottle? I was just wondering. Ooh. <laughs> oh, controversy. Could this be the first win for the Cofidis in the last 10 years? Could they break this curse of 210 stages with no win? <laughs> At the Tour de France. You know what? We're laughing about it. But in all seriousness, and I'm, I actually genuinely mean this. It's their best chance ever. <laughs> no, you took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, now I'm actually really laughing. No, no, I actually hope so. I mean, apart from wanting to see an Australian win, of course I want to see an Australian win first, I'd actually love to see Cofidis win because I want them to justify their existence in the Tour de France and the World Tour. And... You know, I think, I think, you know, if you, if you haven't heard me rant on a couple of pods back, go back and listen. And I did, I think I've ranted on a bit about Cofidis, but, you know, you're right. They haven't won a stage in 10 years. And I know they get in because they're a French team and they sponsor the Tour de France as a whole as well. They, they, you know, they're a sub-sponsor, but come on at some point. You know, boys, come on, lift your game, seriously. Okay, I think we have a, an extra long drive uh, with us. Uh, thank you to the French Railways uh, not being able to uh, to take most of the journalists here uh, in France uh, all the way to uh, to Paris. So we have a huge drive ahead of us. I am not looking forward to this one. Are you going to sort of sheepishly walk yourself back into the truck now because it's your French and, and we, you know, we're now we're going to pay out on the French transport system and the workers' unions and or what? What? You're, you're shaking your head at me tonight i'm australian mate <laughs> i love how you try and put that full australian accent on it doesn't work mate you will not fool us true blue mate <laughs> true <laughs> we don't even use that anymore next minute you'll say let's throw some shrimps on the barbie oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no i think we better stop here oh, we've got to go we've got to go we'll start to lose listeners oh. thank you dave thank you it's been a good day okay it was the the last uh, podcast from uh, the pyrenees here in uh, the tour de france that was the zwift cycling Central Podcast. Uh, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash tdf or schedule or check out the rides uh, with our lovely friends at Zwift. Next appointment for us is tomorrow morning. We'll be live from the Champs-Élysées. Hopefully, if we can make the drive. Bye for now. A quick shout out from our sponsor before we go. If you're looking for a new way to ride without traffic or punches getting in your way, hop on Zwift. We use it, your cycling buddies probably use it, and the pros, they definitely use it. Zwift turned indoor training into a full-on gaming experience. Connect your PC, Mac, or Apple device, and you'll pedal with thousands of cyclists around the world. And there's a good chance you'll see a pro on there too. 
Loads of them are on Zwift on their rest days, riding around Wattopia. Give them a ride on if you see them. If you've got a trainer, start your free trial on Zwift.com.